Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the other verse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's most reflective work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Malfeasance, chapters 11.9 and 11.10. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know what happened to Jen's daughter and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers through the chapters we are covering. I'm going to tell you what happened to Jen's daughter. (laughs) She turned one this past weekend. (laughs) That's right. My daughter turned one years old, and she's wearing 18 month to two like year old clothing because well. she's a big kid. <laughs> she's like, she'd see, I, I mean, she hasn't had her checkup. She's not like fat or anything. She's just big. She's a big, she's a big girl. Um, is kind of amazing. She's, she's really big, big. She ate some cake and was really happy about it. And yeah. Um, unfortunately what happened in pale is almost exactly <laughs> the opposite of that. Nice heartwarming thing. Uh, like pretty yes. much pretty much like the other like end of the spectrum, like way the f- way the fuck past the end. Like you thought the end was there. You just fucking drove through the barrier and you like crash through and you just keep on going. Yep. Like it's way the fuck down there. So over there. It's way over there. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I actually wrote that um little spoiler tag or whatever before um 20 point e came out um hmm. i think the last words of 20 point d were like, are what like happened what happened to my, to my daughter? daughter or whatever yeah and i was like haha and then i was like oh no <laughs> like oh no <laughs> i didn't see this shit coming <laughs> she like, just like died which i mean would have been really bad but really bad or like or, or just that nothing i mean i guess it'd yeah. be a letdown if it was nothing but I mean, it would have been kind of funny, though. <laughs> like, see, Jen, so what'd you get she for freaking like, hey. out? She was fine. Um, but, like, Jillian basically, like, saved the warehouse of children. Yep. From being from horrified. That. Yep. Yeah. So, good she job, good. Jillian. She's yeah. fucking good. Um, even though she's probably going to be traumatized for the rest of her life. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so awful. Which, I've got to say, stuff like that... And ter- it's just like, I mean, this is why it's so bad to get your kids into the practice. And this mm-hmm. is also why, I mean, that in itself is why I'm really fucking nervous about Avery's whole family. Just like getting fucking in on this shit. Hmm. Like, I'm kind of just like, okay, after all you've seen, you're, you're, you're cool with starting a family practice. You don't think that's a bad idea. I just, I'm, I don't know. I'm not on board. I know a lot of people are on board. But I'm just, and I'm sure it'll be fine. But my first gut instinct is like, oh, hell no. Keep your family out of that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like there are lots of individual people whose life really improves upon becoming aware or like becoming a practitioner. But usually, I mean, like the Kenneteers, like they became better but- people. But there are like really big awful risks involved okay i'm i'm gonna stop you there i don't know if i'd say they became better 
people. I think that they were already really good. Mm -hmm. They just got power from the right type of sources and were able to act on it in a way and got the right kind of lessons and right kind of role models to help develop them and take us more like that just helped them to grow up more, um, but in a good way. But I think most of the time you don't get that. And I think even with right. Avery's family, like they'll don't get me wrong. They're going to get a much better deal than most practitioners and most practitioner families. Um, but like there's, they're not like watching over Kenan, you know, they're not going to get that mm. same power source. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to, they'll have things a hell of a lot easier, especially since like Avery is a fucking like keeper of doors or whatever the fuck, you know? <laughs> so um, that will be a lot easier. And then not to mention like, they're going to have to go through the whole fucking like Thunder Bay council shit. Right. Yeah. So like, that'll be fun. that's going to be great. Because they were so not fucking nice the first time. Yeah. So I and that, that's a little different than, you know, happened to Jillian. But I just wanted to, to say that. Right. And it might be a controversial opinion. I feel like it kind of is because I haven't seen anyone say that it's a bad idea on Reddit or anything. But I'm just I'm on team like maybe not. <laughs> you know, I, I do. I mean, I still think that like maybe Sheridan. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I think that there are people who maybe could benefit from it, but also, like, the Kenneteers are kind of a bad example because I think that they all could have got good role models and good lessons and, like, self-defense classes and, like, a bunch of stuff to, like, grow and become, like, by, yeah, by better people. I didn't mean, like, they were shitty and became, like, good people. Just, like, that yeah. they improved and they grew. They improved in certain things. Yeah, I guess and, that's like, true. Flourished. They did Yeah, they, that's, they that is thrived. true. Um, and- but yeah, I think that they could have done basically all of that stuff without magical intervention. That's true. But I mean, okay. Corona would have had to get into weird shit, but yeah. Like, okay, so like, I get Avery, she's a fucking kid, you know? And her siblings, they're basically fucking kids. And, you know, it's like, Avery's, I mean, she's been through a lot of shit, but like, she's come out on top so far. She's got a good system. I could see her, and she's kind of like, you know, she's she wants to be close to the family and stuff. So I could see her being like, all right, yeah, let's, let's have a family practice. What I don't fucking understand is like who like slammed her parents in the head and gave them like <laughs> a fucking, the fucking biggest like case of amnesia ever, because what the fuck, why do they think this is a good idea? Why didn't they right. say, like, what? I, no, 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 no. Like I, what? What I, can I don't see understand. Connor thinking that it's like really exciting and cool, but, but like, like, but like they've like we, seen <laughs> some of the like horrific stuff. They've seen some of the horrific stuff. I remember when they first like saw her become aware that they saw like some people just getting straight up like murdered right in the distance, and saw Avery is just like, oh, you know, that's that's a bummer, you know, but not like. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, what you, you guys right. think this is cool to like introduce the rest of your children to that right because you're not already like constantly worried sick about one and not to mention they have so many kids trying to keep track of right they let avery slip through the cracks before and now they're like oh we got to really pay attention to her because now she's having all this magic shit let's make sure all of the other siblings at least the older siblings also get into the magic shit so that that makes it even harder to keep track of like the the normie kids and everybody right Okay. Right. Carrie is 
someone who seems to maybe be slipping through the cracks. I think, though, that it wasn't like they were like, oh, let's introduce our... I mean, so with Rowan, kind of, yes. But with Sheridan, yeah, it well, wasn't uh, like, yeah. let's introduce her. It was like, like, I think with her, now that she knows about it, like, she's going to try to awaken no matter what. And I'd rather that happen under circumstances where, like, I was knowing what was up as opposed to being like no sheridan you can't and then her running off and like doing something dumb so i sure. think there was sheridan in this situation okay. that's another thing though like as well <laughs> like in terms of like i get sheridan she saw the video that shit you know that was gonna happen you know that she mm-hmm. was gonna you know can't stop that she's gonna become aware she's probably gonna want to awaken. why did they like okay let's go get your brother too <laughs> what <laughs> Let's go get Rowan. What? Why? Something Why? that was like for the Thunder Bay contingent, it'd be easier to whatever if they were all just like aware, but also, yeah, that doesn't seem like a good enough reason. <laughs> yeah. And not to mention like, way to, I don't know, like maybe you guys should have had a really serious discussion with Avery about all this shit before just being like, oh yeah, and you, do you guys want to start like, when do you want to get magical up in this oh, yeah, shizzle? Yeah, that was wild. You know? Yeah, yeah, I was like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That said, I'm still on, like, team tell Sylvia about the practice. Like, I don't know. It's funny because, like, well, that's different, I mean, and we're about to get to uh, team tell your family members about the practice. <laughs> and we've already seen how it's a really not good idea in Pact. But I'm, like, so on board with this ch- these chapters. I'm, like, so excited. <laughs> and so i don't know if i just like like the drama or whatever because like the practice in a lot of it is just, is so cool and awesome but i think i would fuck it up like it's just so complicated and there's so yeah. many chances to completely I'm, fuck up but yeah, also I'm, it's like like aware it in uh sylvia aware it in are you is that your new name for sheridan aware it in well i've seen that on the Oh, I haven't seen that. That's (laughs) that's just silly. That's just that. I think that might be stretching a little bit, but you know what? You do you. All you guys, you 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 live your truth. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, weird! And that's funny. I haven't heard that. Yeah, like (laughs) you came up with that yourself, and I was like, oh, (laughs) yeah. Okay, I I kind of do like it. Uh, (laughs) Oh my gosh! Okay. Um, I understand this is a packed podcast, but it's also a pale podcast, kind of. So, um, and this arc is nuts. So, in like such a good way. Yes. Um. Okay. Let's just say real quick before we get back to uh, our like to to packed. Um. Seth sucks oh ass. God. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like it. <laughs> Like oh man, I like I like I know you're crappy. Like I, I knew you've always been a crappy person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, not you, Malia, Seth. Obviously, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you're welcome for that clarification. Um, <laughs> like he's always been kind of a piece of shit, and then he got forsworn, and it's like he's still a piece of shit. But you feel kind of bad for him, but then he like got out of that. Still a piece of shit. Also, I I guess he's only two years older than that that other student girl but like it still right. just feels creepy um right. mostly because it's seth you know just because it's seth and then but also he he's has your to- teacher 
like yeah, that's yeah that too yeah inappropriate that's yeah that's true that's another yeah and then he just goes ahead and is like you know what i, I don't i don't really think everyone in the world thinks i'm a piece of shit yet <laughs> you know i haven't reached the threshold of ultimate like shit so i need to just make sure we're gonna go over the top we're gonna make it so that like i just defeat all the shit you know mm-hmm. and he does it was fun and like seeing in like the negatives heads and they're all like "Ooh, seth's hot or like you know oh he's kind of cool or like you even seen kind of like positive seth vibes and then in jillian's head and she's like he fucking sucks <laughs> it's like oh how refreshing it was pretty yeah good. yeah yeah she was like ew why would you ever want to date him i was like yeah 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 <laughs> yuck um <laughs> Huh. it was just sad seeing like jillian because she's like oh i'm not i feel like you know i'm not very vibrant i feel like i'm in this corner i feel like i'm not doing all this stuff the one time she's like i'm gonna step out and try to do something to help and she fucking does help like a lot then she gets like a fate so much fucking worse than death and forswearing and all that shit um and honestly i'm flabbergasted that um chase chase yeah. yeah like he like he's that i did not expect holy shit no we need to talk about so i read the chapter in like three chunks because it felt like a pretty long one and just when it came out it was late and i stopped and whatever and i remember distinctly thinking in like my the first or second read just like about how you know it's very rare for a wild bow to have one of those characters that just like is a piece of shit because he always manages to like come back and redeem them but distinctly in this chapter i was like uh like chase is just a piece of shit like everyone knows it like he's just the worst like jillian like he just has nothing like at all redeeming about him whatever like he Mm -hmm. fucking sucks and like when he steps up and is like i'll you know i'll do it like i had forgotten that he hadn't been asked um, like i had forgotten every like i've forgotten that he was there i've forgotten everything and he was just sort of like no like i want to do this and like and then i remembered how in fernanda's interlude how mm-hmm. she was kind of like oh my brother sucks but he was yeah. like kind of trying sort of in a not effective way um at least from what i remember and i just have a lot of feelings and i'm really curious what that phone call was to his sister mm-hmm. and i'm just like man like, I hope you don't get super fucked because I think that they're going to try that, like they're going to try to minimize it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still going to be kind of shit, but it's not going to be like as bad. And mm-hmm. and like, man, Mon, like Monty's like just the best. <laughs> it's like we saw him as he actually is, you know, like this wonderful, <laughs> kind person. He's so good. He's so good. So good um oh yeah and i i appreciated how in the chapter chase was like well i suck and zed and nicolette were like no that can't be the reason you do this and then like he did find a better reason he found I, think better reason. Was, I mean one that's legit and two i think Wilbo was also kind of anticipating that as like being a reading and that's definitely part yeah. of it but it's not the whole thing it's not like the whole thing yeah. um and yeah i don't i don't blame jen just being like wait why isn't that good enough <laughs> like you know he fucking sucks give it to him yeah <laughs> well not just that but just like you're gonna be fucking desperate you know like your daughter oh, yeah. your, your child you know like 
anybody who's going to step up and like, yeah, you're going to, you're just going to be fucking desperate. I feel like mm-hmm. I saw some comments and stuff that were saying that she sucked and she was being like really annoying about um, stuff like getting mad about Verona not being serious and I, I, or I don't know. And I'm just like, I don't know. Her daughter was yeah, like felt being tortured, dude. Like, <laughs> d- like that's like the mildest way to say it, like being tortured and turned into like, abomination like horror and like just she's basically powerless to do anything about it yeah you're not gonna necessarily be super polite and like calm and shit you're gonna be freaking the fuck out and being like somebody do something for fuck's sake you know um right and like with the horror oops with the horror sex book or whatever like the moment verona mentioned it what a callback I, right holy fuck yeah. but i was also like oh shit like that maybe that's useful like sh- if she's a horror literally maybe that's useful but like to someone really distraught and to someone who already is like oh verona doesn't take things seriously because whatever hearing like a horror sex book would feel so insulting maybe like Especially so like your daughter yeah and right you know and so i i totally see why i mean no a lot about jen sucks but i felt like her whole everything was very understandable. Mm-hmm. I feel like chapter. after her interlude, I like got her a little bit better too. I was like, mm-hmm. all right. I mean, I get, I get you. Um, but yeah, I was just like, you know, just throw her a fucking bone, you know, like she's not going to be nice. She's going to be kind of a bitch. She's not, you know, it's just, and that is kind of understandable. It's like totally right. understandable. Like, holy right. shit. I don't even want to know how I'd be acting um but it wouldn't be fun <laughs> it wouldn't be a fun time for anybody around me um if that, any of that kind of shit was happening i would be a, but I'm a, I'm a very nice person i'd be a full-on just like <laughs> raging just bitch that was just like yeah i don't even know it'd be bad well and then especially the fact that like she wanted to take it but couldn't mm-hmm. or whatever yeah just like, like was yeah the th- was the thing that it like like she wasn't strong enough and is that just like she'd die or is that like it wouldn't work or like I was kind of interpreting it as it wouldn't work like it wasn't mm. possible to do because mm-hmm. um, I think that she probably would have still taken it if she would have died honestly right. um, but and I feel like they would have because you know Turtle Queen they asked something else if it was possible and, the, and she was oh, right. said like but- well you can but it would probably make everything worse so <laughs> I think like you know she probably would have said if it was possible like right yeah but you'll like die and you know <laughs> um anyway we probably should talk about pact which is awesome but you know we just want to talk yeah. about pay a little bit because well it was just yeah it was interesting because it felt it felt thematically related to me i mean so much of i'm learning i'm realizing so much of pact like and pale are talking about the same things mm-hmm. um which i didn't fully expect but yeah i just these chapters and what's going on in Pact feel like kind of similar to me. Yeah. And they were just so good. Blah. They're so good. Yeah. All right. Um, here is not the best chapter summary that I've ever done, but um, <laughs> you know what? It's summary. So it fulfills the brief. Um, Blake catches up with the junior council and Evan gets shut down by Penelope's familiar, which is not a very big part, but I thought it was, <laughs> kind of funny so i just put it in there mags shows up to the meeting um blake tries to argue his side and convince everybody um and he is not very convincing and 
It's not good at making friends. <laughs> um, uh, he decides to take action to show that he can put his money where his mouth is, and he breaks back into the house of Thor Burns. <laughs> he starts a conversation with his family, um, which is a big, like, what the fuck is this moment? Um, Blake helps them, you know, get around some of the traps and tells them they need to fight back in like a really hilarious way. Just like, you guys are so fucking terrible. You need to just show them, show them how terrible you are. You know, basically, um, Peter figures it out and asks a lot of questions, which is understandable, but also kind of annoying, like not the right time. Um, but he also starts flooding the house, which Blake thinks is a really fucking good move. <laughs> what did you think of these chapters, Malia? Uh, <laughs> they were great. I mean, so the, the first chapter this week wasn't as fun. Um, and in some ways I was confused about... I'm still kind of confused about Blake's goal. Um, mm-hmm. But it was very, like, thematic. Um, and then the second chapter was just like, ah, like, so, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't know. I know that Peter is, like, a bad person, but I really am rooting for him um, like, to not yeah. suck. Because, like, fun when, I really like, like him. People that suck team up against someone who sucks a lot more, mm-hmm. you know, because then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that other guy's really going to get it because these guys really suck, you know? <laughs> Like these guys are just awful, and normally that's not fun to watch. But if it's put against an even more awful thing, then that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And you know, I honestly feel like it's kind of harsh to say that the witch hunters are even more horrible than the Thorburns. Right? I'm not sure you know, if that's that's not true. really true. It's not. Um, it's just they're not on our side right now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, Blake catches up with the junior council and. Uh, yeah, Evan gets like fully shut down by Penelope's familiar, which is a little sad, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> like how you said he catches up with the junior council, like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> that was not the vibe. <laughs> it's not the vibe. It's not the vibe. <laughs> um Yeah, so they Blake thinks about how he thought like everyone would show up and want to talk to him, but it's just like, you know, five of them. Um and he, he really thought he was going to get a whole bunch of them. Um, but we're reminded of the fact that it's going to get dark soon, which means shit's going to pop off and they got to be safe at home. Um, and then we're reminded that Molly exists and we have not dealt with her this whole arc, <laughs> which is just so funny. Um, she's just out there like waiting to fuck everything up. And they talk about how angry she is and like, how does she get that kind of energy? Um, and that made me think of how Rose was feeding off of Blake when she was in the mirror and it doesn't seem to be happening now that like Blake doesn't seem to be feeding off of Rose. And I was thinking that maybe something about Blake is designed to f- give off energy and to feed people. Cause it could just be that like, you know, he's a boogeyman. He's from the abyss. He's super pissed off. Like that. She just feeds on that negative energy Mm-hmm. But he used to supply a vestige or whatever Rose was with energy. Um, and it seems like maybe there's something more going on with that and Molly, because it's not like her being around her family, like supercharged her and made her want to like rage kill everyone. 
Um, yeah. And they're very negative. So um, that seems to be happening. Or maybe. Um, <laughs> I summed up Blake's pitch at the beginning as, hey, I tried to kill a bunch of people, you know. Help me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he didn't do a great job with that. You know? <laughs> I mean, I like know. a lot of it was like, yeah, you're right, but also, but also like, I man, mean, way to get people to like not want to listen to you. It's just, like, yeah, I think he thinks that like being very honest is gonna be enough for them, but they're just not in the same. They're not in the same headspace Blake's in. They don't need to be on his side in the same way that he needs them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just God. Um, I was just like, Blake's being kind of dramatic. Like, he's just, like, very, yeah, angry. Um, And then yeah. he talks about the seal. And I'm just, like, real surprised that the seal is such a thing in this book. I think, like, in Pale, I've had a hard time understanding it. I know it, like, represents the system. Um, the man. And it's the reason that <clears throat> others can't lie. And, you know, Solomon established it and all that crap. And it like, it's the thing that makes force wearing happen or something. And it's supposed to create a world where there's more of a separation between humans and others. Mm -hmm. um, but just like a lot of the mechanics of like others that come into creation have to be sworn to the seal. Um, it, I think it happened with Peckersnot, but I didn't get it really. Someone pointed it out in the discord um, a while back. And just that it's so explicitly laid out here where Blake is like, I will not do this. Fuck the seal. I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, because the seal could be like a power source, which I didn't quite understand, but I guess, yeah, like it's like Alpi, like being a part of the system gives her power. Um, but it also allows others to be bound more properly, I guess, like, and summonable. Mm -hmm. um, and Blake's going around choosing to not lie. And I wonder if that's going to come back. I mean, I think it probably bolsters his self to stick with that. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's not a practitioner anymore, but it still feels like he could get fucked over. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> um, but yeah. And then Evan's like, I think I did the seal thing and he doesn't quite remember. And I also don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did do the familiar ritual, which maybe like has that as a piece of it. Mm -hmm. Um, if nothing else, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, then when Evan is like trying to do diplomacy, um, and also is just like, oh, there's another bird, and I keep getting almost eaten, and maybe that bird can relate to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's just like, like a super like yeah, she's such a just bitch. like no <laughs> shut down. Yeah. Shut I put like at least Penny's embarrassed by her familiar. Like at least she's <laughs> like, I'm sorry. She feels a little <laughs> like a little shamed. Like uh yeah. yeah. I like Penny. Um and it's funny in my mind, Penny was older and Lola was younger, and I'm not sure why exactly, um, because it's flipped, but yeah, it's kind of fun. That's true. Well, um Mag shows up and Blake kind of cover this but he is really not convincing about <laughs> trying to argue people over to his side 
he's like does a really fucking i mean it probably is hard to be really like charismatic if you're a boogeyman but yeah yeah i mean he he didn't yeah he like didn't even try no i mean he <laughs> he tried but like just not in the way not he didn't try in the area he should have been trying you know strategically yeah yeah like he was trying to piss people off he did a really fucking good job <laughs> yeah right and insult people and make yeah them- like he did so good at that you know it's like people that maybe were more okay with him like it's just like everybody was just fucking pissed by the end you know right yeah yeah so to go into this i mean i'm just yeah i'm i guess i'm surprised like i shouldn't be surprised that the seal is blake's enemy when this whole thing is about like the whole story has been about trying to like break patterns in families and failing to do so um with like grandma rose and all of that um but yeah blake is like we have a common enemy i can't give that enemy power like i can't swear to the seal because i can't power it and i'm just like wow you and like the can of tears and you should all talk (laughs) (laughs) together and talk about this because oh my god um and but unlike miss and the Kenneteers and Charles and all of them, unlike Johannes, right? Like, I have no fucking clue what Blake, what Blake's plan is. Like, mm-hmm. Blake doesn't like the way, the things the way they are. And he's able to point out some of the shitty stuff with the Bahames and the Duchamps. But I have no idea what his plan is. Um, Like, I mean, we'll we'll kind of get to it. But it seems like his plan in terms of him taking action is just to, like, try to get his family to work together um and to try to like work with his family which is very much breaking the thorburn pattern (laughs) um but yeah i'm not sure what blake is trying to do and i don't know if that's one of the big kind of mysteries of the story because in the back of my mind it's still like is blake grandma rose (laughs) yeah i love saying dumb shit okay Uh, but yeah so he's like hey let's do stuff different um so the behames they're cows right that's what it comes down to he's like one person gets all the power that they milk from all of you fucking saps like (laughs) all of you have to like give up like literal hours of your life for one like jack off person i don't even know the right word to use Who's just going to be like, ooh, watch me draw the runes and fight the Blake and ooh. And that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it theoretically could be a useful way of like, if you have one dude who's super, super talented and, you know, it's like we're we're fighting a war, you know what? Like, I could see where there's situations where you might be like, OK, it makes the most sense to give a bunch of power to this one or like two people or whatever so that they can use the power most effectively. Mm -hmm. But like for that to be your whole life and like, you can't lie. Like you give up so much to be a cow and that sucks. (laughs) Um, That does suck. Yeah. And like, yeah. So like Blake's right. Um, And then the Duchamps, you know, the arranged marriages, um, creating connections um, with different powerful people um marrying off the daughters no matter what um lola you know says 
he could want different things that I want. And because he's buying me, he has the final say. And like, ew. And like, uh, like, uh, it sucks real bad. And it's so, I mean, and we've seen it with um some of these families um mm-hmm. already with Sandra and everything. Um, and Lola's like, well, okay, when I finally get some clout, mm-hmm. um, when the family's at a good enough position, yeah, we can stop forcing this. Like, girl. And Blake's like, why would they stop doing the thing that's working? <laughs> yeah. Um, and just like <clears throat> Lola's kind of like, well, I will play in the system and then change it. Um, and this is a situation, like evidence of where that doesn't work. Um, because it does seem like most like the most likely thing is that Lola will become part of the system and she'll accept and start doing things the way that her family's been doing them for ever. Um, it reminds me of Eloise um, and how, you know, she wanted so desperately to get away from her family but she does everything she can to like help her family even when she's like basically almost gotten away from them um like this family's just so something (laughs) they're so something (laughs) so articulate um yeah (coughs) no just yeah um and this whole thing of like betraying the family versus like betraying themselves i guess um but also being in their family gives them like one their family which they you know probably love there's Mm -hmm. also like power there's a sense of direction um there's just so much pressure and there's a lot of perceived benefits um and just like betraying people doesn't feel good and stuff like that (laughs) um like in a way it kind of reminds me of like like amish families um or like different communities where uh young adults go off and make a choice about whether to stay as part of the community or not um and just the idea of like never being able to talk to anyone that you knew your whole life ever again is such a like powerful deterrent um and there's just so much more in this situation going on with that and like maybe they'd be able to see their family or whatever but if they just straight up like yeah betrayed their family like that'd be bad for them um yeah yeah um and then briar girl's there (laughs) yeah she's there she's just she's just been hanging out um and she's like literally why do i care and he's like hey if the thorburns lose you lose um and she's like yeah but if they win i lose because y'all have fucking demons and also i want your land and he's like you won't get our land lol um and then the whole like then we remember demons exist um in their town right now and uh we start to think about how uh there's a Chekhov's demon and no one wins when there are demons involved um yeah and this story just doesn't seem to be going in a good direction (laughs) like i don't know how many times you can be like demons are nuclear weapons and demons no one wins and demons but malia i thought you said i thought you said that the demon under the house or barbatorum was a nice demon do you not remember that shit i thought that barbatorum was like a low-tier demon 
because no, like way in the fucking beginning of this podcast, you were saying <laughs> shit about how like oh well, like maybe it's like a nice demon or maybe I don't remember exactly, but like no, I remember that saying that Barbatorum was like probably a low tier demon. No, 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 no. I mean, you def- said no, that I definitely too. said that. You but said def- that, be- but okay, <laughs> no, but because he was introduced so early, I thought we were gonna deal with him or like i thought we were going to no. be introduced to like worse and worse demons yeah that's not, not what like, i'm talking about malia you were saying when demons were first brought up you were saying that like might be a nice demon or might be like something like that <laughs> i remember I did not maybe make it'll it up be fine <laughs> what was that yeah maybe it'll be fine yeah yeah it might be totally nice demon it might be a hug demon oh <laughs> I mean, no, don't no, because like, <laughs> like like a boa constrictor. Like, can, no, like just think about, just like <laughs> if you just if you gave if you're like okay, wild though, you get a homework assignment. I'm gonna give you two words, and you have to create like you know one of your fucking things you create out of it. <laughs> and you gave the words hug demon. Do you think it would be like a boa constrictor or no, it'd be, like? It'd be bad. Think about the chapter we just fucking read. <laughs> right uh-huh. like like i can't even imagine what the fuck kind of shit that would be to my brain like mm. that'd be some fucked up shit that's all i know yeah it wouldn't be nice it wouldn't be cuddly there would be some kind <laughs> well, of well it might thing be cuddly was, but like no 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 well, i mean it'd be something in a bad where, way. like <laughs> you you might be able to like squint and like with one eye and like kind of like close the other and like look uh with a magnifying glass and like maybe there'd be some semblance of like a hug but it'd be like mm. the most fucked up you know <laughs> jacked shit ever right yeah yeah <clears throat> anyway <laughs> i forgot where i was going with that but like anyway yeah it could be it could be a nice cuddle demon that's what i'm trying to say malia because mm-hmm. that's what you thought it was gonna be nice nice cuddle <laughs> demon <laughs> yeah well yeah all right let me see i i lost i don't know where i am uh is there any other thing about this section or um well yeah i'll talk a little bit more so sorry um about penelope um you know he tries kind of another effort and i mean i think he kind of says something poignant when he says like if lola is trying to save you from arranged marriage is like why won't you take a risk to save her from the marriage she's like currently in yeah and that was kind of like an oh shit like <laughs> yeah that was not like a yeah it was not like a she's gonna be on your side now but it was like a you have a point <laughs> yeah no like he fucking had a point but also it was like yeah that's not the best way to get yeah them to actually go along with that shit yeah you know i just not yeah um and the moment where blake's like are you that confident you're saying what they'd want you to say and she's like yes and it's like oh fuck oh, fuck <laughs> um it's interesting i like that they really like and trust sandra because i like sandra but also i don't think Sandra's gonna be like okay none of you have to have arranged marriages anymore um and she might not love that but yeah yeah probably i not. don't know um so then they like double dog dare blake um to do something dumb 
Yeah. Blake's like, I'll do something fucking tough. Yeah. Watch me. <laughs> this is going to be ridiculous. This be great. You, know, you want I, proof? <laughs> I awoke three of my friends with, after thinking about it for 25 minutes. You want to watch me do something stupid? Yeah, I watched me awaken like people I really fucking hate. <laughs> just really fucking hate. I'm gonna do it just to prove to you. I'm not gonna tell you what I'm gonna do, but it's gonna be good. Just trust me. Well, I think it's like would they have tried to stop him? Um, like I mean, it seems like. I mean, do they really want a-, a bunch more Thorburn practitioners running around? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was gonna say it seems like maybe Blake is taking on like really bad karmic load from these people. Um, because I mean, of what might befall them, but like compared to the karmic load he had before, it's still like a fucking like cakewalk, right? That's true, and not like the cakewalk, not like the bad one, yeah, not like the bad one. That's actually hard, <laughs> but like an actual like easy cakewalk. True, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! So he decides to do the really smart thing that he's thought about for a long time and reflected and. You know, had a few meetings, talked to Evan, really thought through this, right? And so he breaks back into, you know, his old house and basically decides to, like, attempt to awaken the Thorburns. Um, He's like, this ain't, because this isn't going to be weird at all. I'm going to have this bird, like, fly with, like, a fucking mirror. And I'm just going to talk to them through it. And it's going to be totally fine. It's going to be totally fine. Yeah. To be fair, it was much more effective than awareing his friends. Yeah. Because it's a lot harder to discount the like scary tree man in a mirror than like a bird that can write. Oh, for <laughs> sure. For sure. But even I mean, I mean it Blake suggests that um the everyone but Peter might be able to go back. Um, which is interesting. Um hmm. yeah, Peter's like he just Peter's zoned own, right yeah. in on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this house is so fucked. <laughs> it's so fun. Every like chapter, it's like more and more fucked. So like way at the beginning, right? Um, in Blake's like dream that maybe didn't happen or whatever, his like fake memory. Um, it's you know like very nice. There's colorful cereal. There's an immaculate litter box. Like stuff smells like flowers. Like everything is like great. Then we go to like. Molly's moved a bunch of weird books around. There's like her clothes in a pile. Like it's, you know, it's like, uh, it's a little messy. Yeah. And then we go <laughs> to, uh, they've been drawing runes everywhere and there's a bunch of people living in the house or whatever. And then we get the like party, the Jaeger bomb, right? Which like literally blows open their house. Um, and it's dirty and gross and they haven't shoveled the driveway or whatever. And then- I'm sorry. And then the witch might show up. <laughs> oh, also, yeah, a bunch of like, oh, wait. So, so then Blake proceeds to break a whole bunch of the reflective surfaces while fighting Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And then, Sweet. and then the witch hunter show up. Mm-hmm. And so several windows are like, and shit are like boarded up or whatever, but they proceed to like make a bunch of bombs and to spray paint every reflective surface yeah. they can find. Yeah. And- <laughs> And then Peter floods it. Like, <laughs> yeah, which the water's gonna wash off the reflective surfaces, right? So, oh and, yeah, that was the yeah, and like water's reflective, and like 
it's it's gonna be fine. Oh. It'll basically turn the house back to normal. It's, it it's basically a like clean. a deep clean, right? Yeah. Jinx. You owe me a soda now. <laughs> okay, that's how it works. Yeah, you're right. We're <laughs> not doing the one where I can't talk because that'd be a boring it's, podcast. I mean, that would be like a really shitty idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. That, that'd be a terrible idea for right now. Or just like could do the one where you don't move but then that'd still be hard because you have to move your mouth so right that's right <sighs> so this house is fucked and it's like kind of fun i'm like Ooh, we're like you know we still have a couple arcs left and and like Ooh, did you I, realize okay <laughs> oh no go ahead this house will not be standing by the end of this story there's a prediction okay. that's the new prediction <laughs> the house is gonna getting condemned um is that gonna go or like just won't exist <laughs> like it will have been like exploded like there might exploded. be like exploded okay a frame or burned that... down something that's just due to all the fighting this house is fucking gone to... yeah okay um uh, <laughs> is the domain shit still gonna be there uh, <laughs> is like is the is the demon somehow still gonna be within a diagram or that's just gonna go to shit Oh no, um, that has to go to shit. That's going to shit. Okay, so the house yeah. is going to be like demolished in some sort. So you said it's going to be. So what are what are the top three ways you think the house is going to be gone? Okay, burn to the ground. Okay. Um, try to think of what the others do. Johannes has like genies, and maybe they could just be like poof. <laughs> they could wish it. <laughs> right, <laughs> poof, poof, it's gone. And <laughs> why didn't they do that a long time ago? Be like, geez, Johannes. Well, there were just... like there were wards and stuff, <laughs> and there's a demon in there, so you don't want to do that. But mm-hmm. um, flooding fire. Oh, like a tornado. Okay, flooding cool. fire and tornado. Okay, just to ask, are these all at the cause of like other practitioners, or do you think it's like an actual like natural disaster that just hilariously <laughs> happens <laughs> due to bad karma or something? <laughs> Well, I was like, oh, fuck, how do I get out of this? Okay, there's a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell you. They're actually in Canadian Tornado Valley. <laughs> Just their house. Everywhere else in Jacobsville is fine. Just their house. And, you know. <laughs> well, talking about fire and tornadoes makes me think about the eye. And I don't really think the eye is, like, going to come to jacob's bell specifically to fuck up this house but you never know <laughs> you never know maybe we will by the end of the story but wow okay that's true all right i like it i thought you were just gonna be like all right the house is getting condemned and no one's no. gonna be able to live in it but like i like you know there's just not gonna be a house it's gonna be that's gone cool. <laughs> it's gonna be gone all right it's gonna be completely gone so what's gonna happen to the demon under the house then yeah that's a problem <laughs> It's a problem because the house is what's keeping it at bay, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, the domains and the whatever the house spirit. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I think that Barbatorm is going to have to do something, right? Because I you can't just be like the dead man switch and it's sitting up there. Oh, it's it's up there. Oh man, there's a demon. And I mean, I guess like. <laughs> I mean, I don't think this story is going to have, like, a really, really awful, bad, sad ending. I think there'll be, like, at least some silver lining. Okay. But I do think that Barbatorm's going to have to do something at some point. Something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Know. Well, I guess we'll have to see what happens. <laughs> um, all right. So, sorry. Back to 
we got on a tangent about the house like <laughs> being destroyed by a natural disaster. So, um, yeah. Um, so they they make a really good joke about just using the door, which was funny. Like, it's like I I don't know. I don't like to do this. This is crazy. <laughs> we might use the door. <laughs> you might have to use the door. That was funny. That is funny. Um, and Evan uses his superb lockpicking skills by just taking the mirror and like mashing the plastic handle into the door, like into the keyhole. And, like it works. You know, which Evan, is even like more amazing so- that like this house, I guess, has like I don't know, supposedly been under good. I guess they. I guess you know, if you have enough wards and domains, you don't have to lo- get proper locks for the doors, right? Is that how it works? Hmm, no. <laughs> I mean, apparently it does, because he just used literally mashing some shit into, like, the door lock But he's a also, he's a skate boy. He's like, he's gonna, he's good with locks. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying <laughs> it. I think it's a shitty lock. I mean, it's probably an old house. Um, That's true. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, he managed to open all the handcuffs twice. All right, you're right. Fine. I guess you're right. Um, but yeah, and then I'm trying to remember little did they know they were those like toy handcuffs with the button. <laughs> like you could just push and it opens it. And Thorburn's like just didn't even think of it. <laughs> that would be so funny if you just like trick handcuffs. They have fucking like C4 with levels and that like flashbangs and, and they were like, oh okay, like we spent all our money on that crap. We couldn't have put like the, that was the one thing in our budget we had to cut. Real oh handcuffs. We still got at least some kind of handcuff. <laughs> I imagine like fuzzy handcuffs and shit. I bet Eva would be like, this will be fun because it's an ex it's humiliating. It's an excuse. It's humiliating and it's an excuse to kill them when they get free. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, you just booby trap around them. They're going to think they're so smart for getting out of there. But really, it's just, like, the false hope before they get blown to smithereens. Oh, that's dark. Oh, yeah, there's bombs in this house. Yeah, this house is fucked. Yeah, I wasn't just making that up. There are bombs. Does water fuck with bombs? I mean, I would think so. But maybe it depends on the type of bomb. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, No. I mean, I would... I would think so, but I guess we'll um, have to see. Maybe they're waterproof, Bobs. Maybe they're... They did set off, like, nukes under the ocean back in the yeah. day. Hopefully not anymore. Yeah, I mean, hopefully these aren't nukes. Sure, but that's I mean, another, that's, that's a, a fourth way the house would be destroyed. I mean, that's another one. Just get nuked, right? Oh, that'd be interesting if they were just sort of like, hello, yes, hi, government, you need to bomb this building. <laughs> We need you to set an airstrike to this house. Ultimate bad karma. It's not even an airstrike, but like they're trying to do an airstrike somewhere else or even go to a testing facility and just accidentally fucking falls like right out of their house. And that's it. Just like <laughs> uh Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um Yeah, but so Evan gets in and he's flying around with this little mirror and they're like, oh, it's, 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 it's the bird. And Blake's like, it's not just the bird. And they just like ignore him. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you fucks. You fucks. And they're like, well, did you hear something? No, I don't think so. 
And then there's a fun mic drop where he's like, look at the mirror and listen, we only get one shot at this. And it's just like, ah, he's doing it again. He's doing it again. <laughs> he's got a flair for the dr- like dramatic. <sighs> that's for sure. Yeah, I, I think that like y'all are all handcuffed and my friends are going to die and I can't physically interact with things in this building really is a better reason to aware in people than I'm going to go to a meeting. <laughs> so, you know what? Maybe that just like tipped it over. You know, that was just the last thing he's like, all right, all these little fucks at this meeting didn't fucking listen to me. So I got to actually got to do this. Got to do this really stupid shit and tie all this responsibility to me from people who I fucking hate and who will sabotage me. Any chance right. well, I, was, I was thinking about conquest with his mm. friends where mm-hmm. he was like, I need you all there at this meeting. Mm, I understand. I thought you were talking about the student council meeting. Yeah, no, right? that's true. This is a lot better excuse. This yeah. Is a better excuse. Over there. Yeah, he, he didn't know how bad, like, shit could get. You right. Know? And he was also, like, very explicitly, like, there is magic. Watch, there's magic. Watch, there's magic. Whereas here, he's like, you guys have to listen to me. You can't ignore me. But he's not trying to be like, magic is real. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. Uh, and then he has like cool fucking lines like i'm your cousin that was never born that's just like wild i would like i would have questions about that and no one says anything well they're probably a little bit like it's like cool moving on might be a little out of it from just having the crap kicked out of them you know yeah so you probably can convince yourself that you're hallucinating at that point also this is i'm gonna go on a totally unrelated tangent but Catherine says, I have a concussion. I'm hearing things. And that reminded me that last night I had this dream and it was really upsetting. <laughs> oh no. What did you dream about? I had a dream that um, I woke up and I'm sleeping on the floor of um, Christian and Gretchen's house. Um, huh. And like several of our childhood friends. Yeah. Just, and yeah. they're, yeah, they're brother and sister. Um, and you were there as well um but i i was like really disoriented and confused and i didn't know how i had gotten there um and we had like we had to go to school or something um but we didn't have the car because like mom and dad in real life right now only have one car and um they and so mom needed to come get us um and it turns out that the night before we were like hanging out and having fun and it was like raining and I was running and I fell and I hit my head and I got a concussion that made me forget like (laughs) what most of that day. So I had no fucking clue where I was and I was just really Mm. upset and mom shows up and she had three bicycles. (laughs) She had three bicycles. She didn't didn't have a car. She had like three bicycles and she was like, yeah, we're going to go home now. And I was like, like really upset because i was like you want me to like bike like how many miles is it from kihei to haiku um i don't know like a lot you know, of miles that's yeah. fucking far a decent amount of miles with a concussion <laughs> I was like, you couldn't have brought the car i was like so upset <laughs> i remember being like oh why is she so upset and so yeah so when Catherine was like i have a concussion i was like no <laughs> Yeah, it takes that how long does so it take bad. to drive to Kihei to Haiku? Like, like a good hour minutes. at least. Like 
depending on what part of Kihei, yeah, 40 minutes to an hour, and then that's with the fucking car, and then, the, oh, that's great, Malia. Yeah, one of the bicycles, too, was, like, like a, it was, like, like a, like a seat that you kind of sat back in, and your and your the pedals were kind of in front of you, like, you were kind mm. of, like, and I was, like, I can't fucking deal with that one. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i'm sure this was fun but i don't remember it <laughs> i thought you were gonna say that i hit your knee with a conch shell uh, yeah that's right malia i have a i have a scar on my knee because i was what is it i think you took gretchen's cracker jacks which what a weird fucking snack to get a scar over like not worth it I mean, they're good, but not fucking worth it. And so we're trying to get it back, and Malia felt cornered, and she had a fucking conch shell because of reasons, because I guess we're in Hawaii, and she hit my knee with it. <laughs> I, yeah, no, that was actually really fucked up. I'm sorry. I was... Yeah, uh, it's alright. I mean, I got, I still got a pretty sweet scar on my knee. It's, it's yeah. not a very big scar. It's that like must really- have been... Um, well, in fifth grade, I was a conch shell blower for Ho'olalea, which is like... Mm. That's what I wanted to be in fifth grade, but they made me be like the master of ceremonies, which is actually oh, that was cool, pretty but, like, fucking cool. It's pretty cool, but I was really disappointed at the time because I really wanted to, just to like blow the fucking conch shell. Right. Well, because yeah. especially they usually had like boys do it. Um, mm. And so it was when I did it, it was me and two boys because like in class they were sort of like, oh, yeah, who can do this or whatever. And like I yeah, only like two of the guys could or something. And I was like, I wanna do it. And then I like didn't have to do the hula and I got to like run and I got to wear this cool like two piece thing. It was great. That's pretty cool. But yeah, you were like really cool as the MC. Oh, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. You were living my dream. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to the story. Back to the story. <laughs> um oh, but I still yeah, wanna so, I still oh. wanna get a conch shell for my house in texas and i don't know where the fuck to get one because like what a weird random thing to like get probably freak all the deer out trying to blow that (laughs) anyway sorry go ahead yeah you should check online um Mm. but yeah so everyone's you know kind of getting their shit together slowly and then there's peter who's like freaking the fuck out like very internally just like staring at this mirror yeah (laughs) and um you're sort of like oh fuck like peter knows something's up um but you know the witch hunters are coming back so they recuff everyone which is like ridiculous (laughs) um and eva sucks and then they uncuff everyone again uh and people make snide comments about evan being the name of the bird um yeah hmm I really wish they could hear Evan because he's fun. Yeah, that's true. He's pretty great. <clears throat> Let's see. Anything else on this side you want to mention? I don't think My so. It's almost done. Okay. Um, Blake helps him get around the traps and tells them they need to fight back and be their shitty selves. <laughs> it's so weirdly inspirational. You <laughs> all are fucking is. horrible. You just need to direct it. Like, direct, direct it, it properly. Someone else that's not me. <laughs> Right, or each other, like aim or it, each other. like focus, focus, focus. We have like 40 minutes, like, just no. aim the yeah, shittiness. Aim, yeah, just, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how, I mean, Roxanne is like legitimately horrifying. I'm like very afraid of her. 
Um, and it's funny how super competent she is. And it's also funny that Peter's like really proud of her. <laughs> she walks by with like a bunch of knives and like oil and shit. <laughs> She's just like, hi, I'm, like I'm, hi, I'm terrifying. And Peter's like, wow, you are. <laughs> like, uh. That's my sister. And she's like, I want to be a witch hunter and then I want to murder them. I'm like, oh my god, he was a witch hunter. That'd be so bad. That'd be so bad. It'd be so bad. Um, mm. But yeah. Um, this is guess- kind of a random oh. thing, Malia. Um, mm-hmm. But do you, do you remember in Pale um, talking about like um, talking about the witch hunters? Um, mm-hmm. This is It's not like a confirmed thing or anything, but like some people were talking about, um, I remember one of the witch hunters, um, I think had a similar sounding name, not to Roxanne. Um, was it Rocky? Oh, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. She is, she has blonde hair and like, it's a, it's a fan theory that like she's Roxanne Thorburn basically. Oh! That's Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. So, because it's like, yeah. I mean, who knows if that's true or not, but I just thought that I, sh- I should bring that up since you just mentioned that. That's fun. Right. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> right. And so I think that, uh, so Blake says, rather than make ourselves collectively better, the family had a way of dragging the successful down, um, which feels... I don't know. Something about that is like really powerful and really sad. Um, but I also think that like this is kind of what Blake is fighting against in this thing that he's doing right now. Um, he's trying to fight against the family tearing itself apart um, mm-hmm. by trying to help his cousins and thereby help his friends. Um, yeah. Um, right. Um, so they're all still kind of in disarray and freaking out and Ellie keeps talking and Catherine's like, shut up. And then, you know, Peter, shut up. Maybe be like Peter. (laughs) And um, Blake, like, psychoanalyzes all of them and, like, totally doesn't, like, like, he doesn't talk about Callan because Callan is unconscious and he just doesn't talk about Kristoff because Kristoff doesn't matter. (laughs) Which is, like, probably a good thing uh, in this family to not really be Yeah, that's probably really good, actually. Um, Yeah. But, yeah um and he's yeah you were raised to be horrible people you need to be horrible to them um and it's a fun rallying cry and then peter fucking cracks (laughs) 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 mirror mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all um yeah it's like oh and like you're a wizard pete or how does it go and i was like is it like peter potter (laughs) (laughs) in this universe and he says some weird shit about like tarantino and the kids from tarantino and i'm like i don't remember a tarantino film with kids prominently in it but i haven't seen that many of them and this just felt like a kind of fun like alternate universe thing that's true um and or peter's fucking losing it (laughs) i mean but he is he though because like kind of no it's just a weird it does seem like it it is a weird way to but then again kind of he has a little freak out and then he pulls it together. Um, pulls it together. <clears throat> and he's like, I want to touch the bomb. And they're like, don't touch the bomb. And he's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it, it's cool that Peter knows enough. Cool might be a wrong word. 
It's interesting that interesting. Peter knows enough. It's useful that Peter knows enough about bombs to one be able to, like to yeah, to be able to identify that this one is a problem. Um, because I'm not sure if I would be able to identify anything about a bomb. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of lost track of Ellie. Um, she kicks her shoes under the couch. And I think she goes downstairs, but on my reread, I like didn't actually quite track where she went. Um, but it feels like, from what I got the first time, everyone, so Callan is in the couch, Peter is up with Blake, and then everyone else was down in the cellar. But I'm not sure if that's actually true. Because um, I remember Ellie wanting to like find them or something. I don't know. Do you remember? Um... <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted because, and I'll tell you why. It's not that good of an excuse, but well, um, as McDonald's might be bringing back the Halloween Happy Meal buckets for how, like, yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, okay, guys, I understand you're probably all judging me that I'm like getting distracted from my podcast. I'm currently recording for that, but like that is nostalgic as fuck. <laughs> so I'm so sorry, Malia. Um, what did you ask me? <laughs> okay, what? Did Ellie end up in the cellar or did she go somewhere else? I think that she was planning on going to the cellar. As okay. far as I remember. So like, yeah, Ellie, Catherine, Roxanne, and Kristoff all ended up in the cellar. Callan's in the couch and Peter's upstairs. Or like running around with Blake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> Blake, at one point, someone says basement and he clarifies it's a cellar. And I'm hoping the fact that it's a cellar and not a basement is what's going to prevent them from drowning. <laughs> um i don't know a ton having grown up in hawaii i don't know a ton about the nuances of structures beneath the ground nothing about that stuff um i lived in a house in syracuse for a year that had a basement um and i in my mind sellers have like a different like they you can get to them from inside the house and they also have a door on the outside of the house i just picture them (laughs) as like having a lot of jars of food that you've canned yourself. Right. I, I picture um like big wine barrels and yeah. Mm. Um yeah. Whereas a basement is like creepy and dark and wet and probably where the laundry is, but the cellar is like ooh. But also has a door to the outside. Um I mean the house probably won't fill up so fast that they all drown, but I was just sort of like, huh, I wonder <laughs> if that's a problem. <laughs> um God. And then and then Blake says the thing um they're talking or he's like talking about the witch hunters and how things are going to get worse and he says those two pale in comparison to what's coming ah! I was like oh he said it <laughs> he said it so so good <laughs> and it's interesting because like Rose was most concerned about the witch hunters and witch hunters are very scary because they can get past so many things and they're just like very competent, very deadly, very, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that like, yeah, they're super competent and great, but also they don't have like, they're not like fairy. Like fairy are like so scary, horrifying, awful Um, in a way that, but in a way that a practitioner can like more effectively guard themselves against, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, Yeah, it was interesting because like Rose was most concerned about the witch hunters which makes sense, but also, yeah, their n- bombs is nothing compared to, you know, gods or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was kind of interesting. Very much so. All right. Well, 
Peter basically figures shit out. Not like fully, but he figures to some degree. He starts asking a lot of questions, which is like not the best time, but at the same time, you know, like what time is better time than the present, I guess. Um, And then he starts flooding the house. (laughs) Oh, so good. Um, Yeah, I mean, Blake doesn't really seem to want to permanently make these people aware um although he recognizes with peter it's kind of too late but the more he tells him the more on the hook he is for him i suppose um he wants blake to promise to tell him about stuff later um he feels like this is like something he's been waiting for his whole life um it felt like a sheridan kind of moment to me um and he even says oh lie to me tell me you'll do it and like you know whatever but like this like he can't kind of um and it's an interesting moment where peter kind of learns something about stuff um because he's like well that sounded genuine which is interesting um but yeah so they're trying to figure out how to take out the witch hunters um and blake's like that's not going to happen at all so we have to get you know he's i think he's like if i can get into the panic room maybe i can help or something um but he doesn't have a lot of access points to the house so we got to figure that out um they find one little reflective surface in the bathroom in the hallway bathroom and uh they're you know trying to figure some shit out um blake's yeah again hesitant to tell peter anything but peter learning more about what blake is and what he can do potentially saves their bacon because it seems like i mean peter is flooding the house to give blake more room to work because he saw him like breach out of the ground and try to stab a woman with a big knife um yeah like him knowing that is what allows him to kind of come up with this plan um and yeah uh that being said him being like oh this is literally how everything works like we don't have time and yeah innocence is useful it is um but yeah so then the little kids come back and evan's perched on christoph's head and that's adorable um and roxy's like ha i'm gonna pour oil on the stairs so they slip down them because i'm scary (laughs) (laughs) but unfortunately she doesn't get to do that because eva shows up um they uh roxy throws the olive oil and it breaks and it's all over the ground and peter's hiding and whatever and it's all bad um but then blake starts to realize that the olive oil is a reflective surface because he's starting to see like a light patch which is fun um and he was like they've escaped blah and andy's like it doesn't fucking matter just we have to hold out for 40 minutes whatever and he's like keep the plan simple and she says fuck that (laughs) (coughs) pretty much um yeah and she wants a fanny pack and it's just funny how like mundane shit can be so scary (laughs) yeah in these books um and he's like i'm not gonna give you the one that's going to set the house on fire which is a fun fun little yeah potential thing and her idea is to throw tear gas down into the basement to fuck up their shit because she's a total asshole. Um, like, God, that's just so fucked. <laughs> um, 
And she's like, well, this is your fault for not letting me break their arms, Andy. It's like, okay. Which, I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, so Evan's not Evan. <laughs> He's seeing Eva on here. It's messing me up. But Blake mm-hmm. is trying to work with Peter. And he's like, yeah, let's get it. Um, you know, move when I tell you to move, whatever, whatever. Um, it's not quite working. But Blake's like, okay, the oil is right by the stairs. Eva's going to go upstairs. I'm going to hang out and I'm going to stabby stab. And it's a really good plan. And it almost works, except she has like really good reflexes and Mm -hmm. jumps out of the way. And Peter's like standing there gawking. And she's like, ha ha, I will kill you now. (laughs) Um, And but like it actually kind of worked out because again, him seeing that is like, oh, like, if I flood the house, there's just a man with a knife who can stab people. <laughs> and that's fun. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yes. Um, but yeah, and he's like yelling at Peter, like, go right, go left, go here, go there. And then he like warps back to him and he's like, I knew he wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> and I'm just like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> And maybe Eva will think that he, you know, is going left and stuff like maybe that's part i mean because i was like oh maybe you shouldn't go left if eva knows you're going left or whatever Mm -hmm. but then yeah he just like (laughs) he turns on the sink in the kitchen he like breaks it so it keeps spraying he sprays the fire extinguisher at the hallway he ends up covering the mirror which kind of sucks but then he clogs the sink with the fire extinguisher shit um and we get this really kind of pretty image as Blake starts to describe patches of light appearing um, and the realization that Peter is flooding the house to let Blake have access to it. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. Which is so fun. I mean, the um, olive oil pool was disrupted pretty easily. And so I'm wondering, you know, like water just sloshes around a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that will affect Blake. Mm hmm. And his abilities or whatever, but it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. <laughs> well, um, how uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit by our huge pale rant earlier, but um, time for our pale in comparison section. So, um, I think we should talk about the vibes. How like the vibes that we just went over in packed are really similar to what we're currently where we're currently at in pale. Yeah, specifically, I was thinking of. Um, we get Jillian at one point in her chapter thinking like, <clears throat> like, this is how I become my mother. Like, I don't want to be this. Like, mm-hmm. this is the way that I'm going to end up like her. Um, mm-hmm. and Blake lays out for the Duchamps, like, this is how you become your mothers. Like, this is how. Yeah. Like, like this is how you get you, stuck. Right. Like you following this <laughs> path is going to lead to you doing the same thing as they did um because like you know your mother all of your mothers were put through this and yet they do this to you um and it's not because they're you know evil people and that you're a really like not evil person it's because of the cycle and the things you tell yourself and the way you justify things um yeah and the bad experiences you go through um yeah and thinking about how jen was raising jillian in a way to try to protect her, but was also like shielding her from opportunities, which was her whole thing that she didn't have opportunities. And Jillian thinks about how 
oh, you know, opportunities are given to other people and not to me. Um, and their experiences were very similar. Um, and just with, yeah, a lot of the people in this book, um, the Thorburns are spectacularly shitty in part because they were raised to be spectacularly shitty. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's interesting levels of karma and things wrapped up in that that I don't fully understand, um, especially because it seems like the heir is supposed to bear most of the brunt of that. But, you know, they're trained by their parents to be awful. Um, the Duchamps are trained by their families to do the same thing to their daughters to make power. Um, yeah. And I was just really surprised that these stories were focused on such similar things. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. It's kind of neat that we're at that same kind of spot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That was pretty cool, too. Yeah. There's probably a lot of places in the story that we could match these chapters up to and be like, oh, yeah, this is just like what's happening in Pale. Like, but it just something about it. Um, yeah exactly um all right well it's time for your bold and specific prediction section yeah let's see so i did say the thing about the house being destroyed um which is really fucking good (laughs) question um will we be reading will i be reading the interlude for next episode or not um because i do like to to try over it to double check Okay. Would you mind doing that? Because I do like to predict or to try to predict who the interlude will be from. Um, But if I have eleven eleven as context before I read that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Probably will just because. um, I can't really skim over this whole thing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we could do it either way, honestly. I mean, the interlude definitely has a lot of stuff to go over. Hmm. So, um, I mean, I think that you'll like it. I think you'll have a lot to say about it. Um, but at the same time, I think we could, I think we could fit them together as well. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever you think. Basically, if you think we should read them both, then I will predict who the interlude will be from, and if. You think Let's we do should... them both because I think that if we just do the one chapter next time, it, it's, it's going to be shorter than I want. So let's do okay. them both. <sighs> okay. All so right. who's I definitely want to hear who you think the interlude is going to be about. <laughs> Especially not knowing exactly where this arc. I will be ends. shocked if you guess correctly. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fun challenge. Okay. Um, malfeasance. Okay. So I started this yeah. arc thinking Lover that it was going to be about Duncan. And it has not been about <laughs> Okay. Um, this arc is about family and being shitty and trying to break patterns. And mm-hmm. okay, so I'm, I'm guessing it's not going to be Johannes because you say you'd be shocked if I got it. And I always think it's going to be Johannes you or think Rose. It's Johannes. So mm-hmm. it's probably not Johannes or Rose. Um, okay. It's... I'm like weirdly into Penny Duchamp, but... It's two of your best guesses. Well, there's a chance it'll it's someone that I actually don't know. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, so what would be fun? Um, and I'll just say it'll be this because this would be fun if okay. if it was a page interlude. Um, okay. and it ends with Paige like showing up in Jacob's palace. Hmm. 
Okay. That'd yeah. be a fun little cliffhanger. It'd be fun. All right. I'll go with that. Page, page interlude page for showing up in Jacob's Bell. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. <laughs> Do you think she's going to save the day or she's just going to like add to <laughs> the shit show? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it might ultimately be helpful, but it will not solve things in the same way that Blake doing this thing with his cousins might ultimately be helpful. But this is not like, yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, cool. Um, yeah. Neutral response. Um, we're going to go over our last discussion question, which yeah. was, um, which seemed to confuse a lot of people. And <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Um, the question was, what is your favorite chocolatey conspiracy? Um, I do have to say, like, because a lot of you um, mentioned something about or malia did you i'm just double checking did we go over the reddit ones as well i thought these were the reddit ones maybe i just miss yeah no you're absolutely right never mind um okay okay, sorry about that so um i know that there are a few people that said something about like i didn't really get this question but blah 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 (laughs) or like i don't know what the question was trying to say and i'm gonna just answer that it wasn't trying to say anything. <laughs> I was bullshitting. I mean, in the l- most loving way possible. Like, I do want to hear the answer. But, like, I didn't have a specific meaning in mind for this. Could have been actually chocolate. Could have been, um, I don't know, something like Matt's chocolate hilarious thing. It could right, have I been, was- like, chocolate, I don't know, Labradors. I don't know. Could have been fucking mm-hmm. anything. Um, I, yeah i was gonna say if like the whole chocolate bar thing if you don't understand what that's a reference to you need to go read worm and then you need to go read ward and then you need to listen to we've got ward um it's the only way you'll understand it that's the only way we can't explain it can't you know it. you gotta read both those stories and then listen to that podcast at least yeah. until you get to that part and you'll know when you get there yeah although so. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to start with the discussion question answers, but like tall does say that, cause I think one of my things was, I was like, what is it called when someone is doing the chocolate bar thing? And the like tall was like, it's tin foiling. They're wearing a tin foil hat. And I was like, wow, that was actually useful. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yes. So tin foiling is another way to talk about chocolate. Um, but also the like tall posted a super cute picture of chocolate crepes that look delicious and they're adorable opossum. So you should go on Reddit, etc., and look at a very cute picture of uh basically snowdrop with crepes. It's very cute. Um, it's very adorable. Yes. Um, Sweet Manzana says, This question reminds me of a show that aired at like 2 a.m. on the Latin American channel called Jetix. Is about a world where the government bans chocolate and some kids start an underground chocolate business. Also, I looked it up and apparently it has an anime adaptation. <laughs> oh, damn. I would be all up in that underground chocolate business. <laughs> all up in that. I just love Sweet Monzano, I think, was one of the people who was like, I don't understand this question, but also, yeah. like, you fucking like, nailed like, it. Here like, is, like, the perfect answer. Conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, like, what do you mean you don't understand it? This is, like, this is the perfect is answer. <laughs> so good. Good. Good job. Yes. That was a great answer. Yes. Um, and then Maisie One references probably one of my favorite 
chocolatey conspiracies of all time um darth jar jar so what? um oh my god you don't know about this what no <laughs> what the fuck okay. is this you need to like actually probably google this but there's this theory that jar jar is a sith lord um, <laughs> what possibly even like palpatine's boss so what? the sith like what? don't necessarily know who everyone is or whatever but it's just like jar jar is so weirdly incompetent and like fucks things up in an interesting way um jar jar is the one who stands in for senator amidala um and like elects palpatine to be like the high supreme chancellor of like and give him the emergency powers or whatever um and there's this like theory that he's when he's fighting and stuff and it's like silly and ridiculous but he manages to like blow up the thing and there's some theory about how he uses the force or whatever to do that um and it like actually is like a really cohesive theory and i really liked it um and uh Maisie one mentions that the way the franchise brings the emperor back in episode nine spoilers for uh that um makes darth jar jar look pretty reasonable <laughs> relatively speaking which very true um uh, wow but yeah um i listened to a podcast called love it or leave it which is like a political podcast mostly but the host mm. john lovett talked about how one time he met george lucas at a party and he laid out the entire darth jar jar like conspiracy and he was like is this true and george lucas was like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> but also it feels true <laughs> it, it feels like yeah yeah well i mean that's what someone who is trying to hide a darth jar jar conspiracy that's exactly what they would say right so exactly yeah, yeah. oh no malia this is a huge problem <laughs> it's time for a new discussion question <laughs> what will we do what will so we I, do well i was it's thinking your, about uh-huh. i don't know if this is too like sad or serious but i was kind of like you know what would you betray your family for like Hmm. like because blake is asking people well first he's asking people to betray their families and then he's asking people to just be like kind of decent to their family members but just like you know what what is a system um okay that that actually is a really good question i have a counter question okay um and i have to before i say the question i have to begin it with a story (laughs) not a long story but So at work, and this has nothing to do with this podcast, so I apologize for the end of this discussion question, but I still think it's a good question because I'm curious about it now. Um, So when I'm at work, um, we're in a procedural area, and um, a lot of the time um, we'll let the patients pick music um, that we will try to play on them, or like play, I'm sorry, try to play for them. Um, And so I usually will put on Spotify. And just pick like whatever artist or whatever like decade, like if they want 80s rock or if they want like, I don't know, like Blink-182 or if they want Aretha Franklin or whoever the hell they want. Um, I'll try to put that on for them. Um, and so I use Spotify um, most of the time. But um, if every now and then I'll open Pandora, which is another like music radio thing, which is fine. Um, and I have a free account, so um, they'll play ads. And usually it's pretty like mundane ads, at least for me. Um, and a lot of mine are like 
Hawaii based because I guess I signed up when I was in Hawaii. Um, a lot of like Hawaii McDonald's ads, funny enough. But um, <laughs> I was at work and I um, was trying to play music and like classical music. Cause that's what they were requested. So this is nice classical music. And this wasn't on my Pandora. It was just like logged into someone before. So I was like, oh, I'll just use theirs. Um, so they had an ad pop up that and this is like really fucking loud. And I think Ooh. it was an ad for mints. Like like some kind of breath mint, and like the as like a woman speaking, she just started like really like vividly describing like a kiss. She's like, <gasps> you get in close, and you can feel your heart pounding, and you just you know, she was just like really like describing this. I was like, this is fucking weird for like <laughs> for like work. Uh, so I was like trying to turn it down. I was like, okay, that was weird. That was really weird. Uh, but okay, classical music again. Turn it back up. Turn it back up. The next fucking ad. The next ad is another woman who starts talking and she said something along the lines of, we need to talk about pubic hair. Which <laughs> <laughs> is really fucking loud. And I was like, what? <laughs> and of course, like, I mean, luckily, I mean, I don't know how much the patient really understood because um, his first language is Korean. So hopefully he didn't really understand that. But the cool. doctor who was doing the procedure heard and she's like started cracking up. And so like <laughs> I turned it down really quickly. And then I turned it back up like after a little bit just to see if the ad was over. And they I don't remember the tune, but they it was like this like couple women that were singing like singing a song with pubic hair in it. Like pubic hair, pubic hair, we've got pubic hair. You know? And it was just like, what? What? <laughs> this is an advertisement. This is an advertisement on this fucking radio station and holy shit. Like they need a check Mark thing for like, <laughs> like, like not like I need some fucking safe for work ads. Cause come on. That's like not. Yeah. So that was fucking hilarious, but also like, holy shit. Like I did not expect that. So that leads me into the question. Um, what are some of the weirdest, like, advertisements like radio or otherwise that you've heard um bonus points if it's at a really inappropriate or inopportune time for you to hear those i don't know that's my idea but if you don't like it we can do something else we can do the more serious one if you want but what if we do the people can pick because the whole like all right that's true because i mean i guess yours is actually related to the podcast yeah but the chances of we need to talk about pubic hair being the title of this episode or <laughs> very <high. laughs> oh my gosh i was just like what i was just flabbergasted like what <laughs> like i mean uh, like i thought you were safe pandora i thought i could play you to my patients and like <laughs> They would be okay with it and not be weirded out. I thought you were going to say what Pandora radio station is the best. And it is Brickhouse Pandora radio station. Like every Mm. fucking song is a jam. Like every song you're just like, yeah. Like, you know, she's a brick house. (laughs) Just the whole. Yeah, it's great. Okay. It's a good time. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind if I ever uh, build up the courage to turn it on at work again. And if y'all know that if there's a way to. Get safe for work ads. Um, feel free to let me know because um, I mean, maybe it's just going into settings and being like, please don't play weird fucking ads. But um, yeah, if that's it, please let me know because yeah, I'd re- I'd like to avoid any other genitalia based ads or any other thing that's kind of like that you wouldn't want your grandma necessarily to hear when they're at the doctor. You know? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, pubic hair shouldn't be a thing that we all, like, shave off our bodies and rip out of them. Unless, yeah. like, we're real into that. But we shouldn't I mean, do out of, I'm like, okay shame. People, I'm okay with erasing the <laughs> stigma. But, like, I also would like to choose when I want to hear that ad or not. Yes. And, yeah. you know, like it or not, it's not real appropriate to, like, have that when you're somewhere for a procedure. You know? It's just it's just not. Right. You're not just going to kind of bring it up with strangers. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, hey, you know what? You know, I know that you're, like, a 75-year-old man who lives in this really conservative area, and you've got to make America Great Again hat on. And I, kn- I know that this probably isn't what you want to hear, but I think we need to talk about, you know, just how <laughs> it's okay to not... It's okay to have a big... Like, it's okay to have a bush. It's okay to not shave your genitals it's okay to talk about pubic hair um (laughs) i was i was trying to find um this ad like just to see if i could like hear it um played i was trying to google like pandora pubic hair ad um and i didn't find that one but um i I think it must be by gillette um because (laughs) gillette um apparently has not just one but two um pubic hair songs that they've released what yeah with a music with a little animated video of a pubic hair what? dancing around i'm not even kidding what yeah like a little <laughs> pubic hair dancing around saying that they're really sad because no one appreciates them and no one wants Aww. to you know and that they're they're you know they they're they're an important part of the body too um and you know just yeah. embrace your pubic hair you know <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Which it was pretty damn funny. I was like, wow, you know, I mean, it's their advertisement campaigns working cuz obviously I'm talking about it. But it's also, <laughs> you know, I I want it's something, yeah, sure, I might play it to my break like my coworkers in the break break room be like, "Do you guys hear this fucking ad?" But like, yeah, I don't want it to come on when I'm like especially when I have a real like conservative like or someone who might get offended really easily. I don't want to offend any of my patients or anything. So sure. <sighs> anyway, but yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but it was, it was pretty funny though. It's pretty funny. It was weird. Yeah. Speaking of random tangents, have I told the story about the time I met Snow White on this podcast? And can I? Sure. I don't know if you have, unless you think that would make a good discussion question for next time. And then we should wait till next time. Well, I was going to talk about it because, Peter says, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Mm, Gotcha. Okay. So I used to work at Disney, as you probably know, and um, I worked on the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Um, So I thought, we. so uh, if you work at Disney, you call Mickey your boss, um, and I thought of the dwarves as my supervisors, um, and so I started to develop, like, an affinity for Snow White. Um, And so, while I was working there, I had a crush on this guy, um, who turns out uh is not attracted to women um and i didn't know that at the time but um he was his time working there was coming to an end so we were hanging out we were doing sort of the stuff that he wanted to do um and he um so we went and we met mickey and that was an interesting experience um but we're leaving mickey um and it's like 10 30 at night the park's gonna close at 11 um things are kind of winding down and we're like oh i don't know what do you want to do whatever whatever but we step outside and we see this little 
short line of tiny little children and their families because Snow White is meeting and greeting. And um, characters aren't normally outside at night um, unless it's like a special party. And so I was just like, what the fuck? Like, it's Snow White. This is so exciting. <laughs> and so we got this line to meet Snow White. Um, <clears throat> and we're talking about like, oh, what do you want to say? What do you want to ask? Because like, you kind of have to plan out an interaction sometimes because it can get really awkward. Sure. And I was kind of like, oh, I'll ask, you know, like, which dwarf is her favorite? Um, like, that'll be funny or, you know, whatever. So then we're in line. Dopey comes outside. And I was like, oh, like, that's cool. But I wanted to meet Snow White. Like, I assume they were swapping out. But then Dopey just, like, stayed and Snow White just, like, stayed. And so it was like Dopey and Snow White. Like, fucking great. We get to the front mm-hmm. of the line. And um, my friend is like, you can go first, right? And again, I have this, like, massive crush on this man. Um. And so I walk up and I'm like, hi, Snow White. It's so nice to meet you. Like, whatever. And she's like, oh, it's, you know, it's nice to meet you too. Um, And I was like, yeah, you know, this is so great. And she looks behind me over my shoulder at my friend and she goes, is that your prince? And I was just like, I just turned like bright red. I was like shaking my head. I was like, no, no, he's not. No, he's not. (laughs) Um, But I'm like flustered and embarrassed. I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she turns, like, she turns away from me. She turns her body away to Dopey. And she goes, maybe someday. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) She's right there. What are you doing? You're ruining my whole life. Um, (laughs) He's right fucking there. He's right fucking there. What do I say? What do I do? What do I do? Um, So then, you know, my friend walks up because he's given me enough time. And he's like, oh, hey, Snow White, you know, like, shaking hands, whatever. There's Dopey. and so she looks at my friend and she goes, I hear you're a prince. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and he, just, he says something, you know, like, oh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Um, and she's like, um, oh, I bet that's when you mind your manners. Dopey likes to pretend that he's a prince too. And I was like, wow, that's some like weird shade to be throwing at Dopey. Like he's right fucking there. Like, why are you being so mean to him? Like he did nothing wrong. And I decided to stand up for Dopey. And I'm like, oh, like Dopey's really great. Like, I'm sure he's wonderful. And then she says, so then she goes, <laughs> sorry, it's so weird. Okay. Um, she goes, oh, I know. If I didn't have a prince of my own, I'm sure I'd choose Dopey. And I'm like, we did not <laughs> need to go here. Like, this is a weird place. I don't like this. I don't want to be here. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But I was like, oh. But so I see it because I wasn't going to be like, oh, who's your favorite dwarf with Dopey standing right there? Like, that's rude. But she's given mm-hmm. me this opening. And so I'm like, oh, is Dopey your favorite dwarf then? And she looks at me like she's about to say something. And if I get it, it's going to be really fucking great, but I might not get it. Like, it might go over my head. And she looks at me and she goes, oh, I don't have a favorite. I'm the fairest one of all. <laughs> and it takes me to <laughs> And I oh, so good. Oh, my so God. Good. That's so good. Holy shit, that's good. It's so good. So, yeah. So then uh, we get a picture of the four of us together and again like dopey's my supervisor and snow white's his friend and like so my friend is like oh okay like let's get like get a picture of just her meaning like me with snow white and dopey and he walks out of the frame and snow white goes oh just her okay and she follows him (laughs) and so 
idiot in front of this line of tiny okay, children and their parents. Like, like, and I, I turn bright red again, and I can't speak, and I just start waving my hands, like, come back, like, like, just like waving them. And she's like, oh, oh, why is she waving her hands like that? Oh, she wants us to be in the picture too. Oh, okay. And she goes back over, and it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. It was so good, and it was oh, so horrible. So yeah. So we leave, we must walk be away. so fun to fuck with people, you know, oh when you God. get that opportunity to. Right. And especially because, like, you can probably tell who, like, other cast members and stuff are, like, other people who are going to be chill. Because, like, two, like, 20-something-year-olds alone at Disney and 10 at night, like, yeah, you can fuck with them. And so mm-hmm. so we walk out of that area and we're like, okay, should we do anything else? Should we just go home? And this, like, 40-year-old man, like, walks by. And he like turns to us and he goes, huh, she left you standing there. I almost ruined my life. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really good. Uh, I love it. I almost um, regret telling my ad story because I feel like you could ask about awkward interactions with it's all right. It's okay. We can't add. We can't add a discussion question for every interesting thing that we talk right. about. Okay, so just to recap, discussion <laughs> questions: What is the weirdest advertisement you've heard, and where did you hear it? Or is there something that you would do to betray your family over? A la what Blake is asking the Duchamps slash Behames to do. All is there right, something that important. Yeah, or something. Well, thanks for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. And if you'd like to support Wildbo as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash Wildbo. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com. Keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r slash parahumans, where you can answer a discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you would like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 11.11 and 11.x. All right, I've got three possible fun facts this week. Oh, wow. That'll make you <laughs> choose just based on the on like the topic. One involves cheese, one involves Google, and one involves Waffle House. Um, I want to say Waffle House, but you'll have to explain what Waffle House is to people. Okay. I think th- I like that choice because um, I like this fact. So Waffle House um, is like a chain restaurant um, that I hadn't gone to for a long time. Like, in fact, I haven't, I still haven't gotten to one in a long time. I think I've only been to one once or twice. Um they have a bunch of chains around or open until like, I think some of them are open 24 hours. Are they all so. open 24 hours? At the very least, like at the very least they're open like super, super late, like three or 4 AM. Um, and it's one of those things where like people know, like if you get fucked up and drunk, like you go to Waffle House in the middle of the night and you just like eat and it's amazing. You know, hash browns and yeah, waffles, you know, waffles and, yeah. and whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So it's like kind of, it's not like a real high class joint, but um, most people have been at least, you know, once in their life, if not, you know, several times, especially yeah, it's when they're reliable. in college. It's reliable. Yeah. It's like, it's going to be open. There's going to be food you can get. Um, 
and yeah, you can go when you're fucking drunk. Um, and it's it's kind of like the Florida of like chain restaurants. <laughs> I feel like that's fair to say, you know? Yeah. Because like just just like scrolling down here, like yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just yeah. I think that that's just fair to say. It's the Florida of chain restaurants. Um, and so our fact about Waffle House. Um, I don't know if you knew this, Malia, but it's this is not an official metric, but the Federal Emergency Management Agency gets information from Waffle House about their closings and limited menus to determine the severity of storms. <laughs> so, like, depending on how many Waffle Houses in an area close, that's how they determine how severe the storm is. Because right, they never Waffle fucking close. close. <laughs> they don't close. Unless it's shit's like really fucking bad. That's amazing. Yeah. So that makes me happy. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Well, on that note, um, have a good day or good night or whatever time of the day it is. You know, Um, yeah. Well, indeed. Talk to you next week for these chapters. Yeah, I think you'll like it. I think you'll like them. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.